Chuckle Buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent October 16th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Get your shoes shined up, boy. Boy. I'll probably shine your shoes. Um, if you're new to my podcast, Jonathan James Ramtran, actor, comedian, uh, alcoholic, temporary laborer, uh, <laughs> custodial worker, janitor. So what? What, you want fucking man with mop? Mop keys and fucking buckets and sponges and fucking spray guns? What, you want fucking man who works for a living? Huh? <laughs> I'm accusing. I'm accusing all y'all motherfuckers. <clears throat> but I'll shine your shoes, whatever, man. Pay me. I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, I'm doing. Uh, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Got a couple little gummy bears on my fucking pilot. Uh, check this, you know, there's always the controversy. When is it too far to make a joke? Is that politically correct? Are you out of your mind? pointing out the ironies and absurdities of life. How dare you have a point of view of your own? Oh my god, he said the F word. <laughs> who, 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 who did it? Who did it? It was that man over there. What did, what did he do? What did he do? It was that bad man. What happened? What did he do? He said the F word. <laughs> Such a fucking sensitive society. So yeah, there's always that question of when is it too much and why is it too much and how is it too much and, um, you know, it's a fucking all different kinds of kettle of fish, right? And um, I'm looking in the fucking uh, online webosphere, webosphere, news sites, and um, I saw a couple outlandish stories and uh, it's almost like uh, art imitating life. You can't write this. I hate that phrase. Um, you could, you can't write this. I mean, like, think of all the crazy shit people have written over the years. Fucking, I don't know, Requiem for a Dream, Scooby-Doo, uh, f- fucking The Usual Suspects, Inception, The Incredibles. You know, people write shit that's crazy, right? So it's like, it's no big fucking deal, but like, it's almost like one of those situations here with a couple of these news stories. It's like... Can you actually write this? Like, it's absurd. And it, and it begs the question, is it too far to make a joke? Well, actually, no. Sometimes shit's just funny and it actually happens. Check this. <clears throat> Haunted house actors suspended over simulated rapes. 
Akron, Ohio. Complaints from visitors about being pushed onto a mattress. First of all, can you ever really complain when you get pushed onto a mattress? Oh, are you complaining again because somebody tossed you onto a mattress? Are you complaining because you were pushed onto a mattress? Uh, That sounds more like a plea for help, a cry out to the cosmos. Help me, I'm being pushed onto a mattress. Something bad's about to happen. But anyway, complaints from visitors about being pushed onto a mattress in Akron, Ohio, where actors simulated raping them at an edgy haunted house in Northeast Ohio, has led to the suspension of the actors involved. Akron Fright Fest owner Jeremy Caudill says he was shocked and appalled when he learned Monday what had happened over the weekend at this haunted house in Summit County, Springfield Township. Some visitors complained to the newspaper that they were injured by actors who shoved them. Ouch! Two customers said they were pushed onto a mattress where actors simulated rape. Ugh. Like a simulation. A simulation is like a trial of something, like a virtual trial or a mock trial, a simulation. Uh, You know, I don't have to define it to you. You're pretty smart. (laughs) So it's like, when does rape ever need to be simulated? I don't know. For education purposes, maybe, but like entertainment purposes? A simulated rape? Cottle says he's still determining that what happened and promises additional security and monitoring going forward. I promise we're going to monitor these rape sessions. Fright Fest is advertised as a hands-on experience with actors getting physically physical and swearing amid risque scenes. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. That just kind of tickled my fucking underbelly. Like, really? Simulated rape scenes? Here's another one that's absurd. Man roundhouse kicks anti-abortion advocate at Toronto protest. Roundhouse kicks. Man roundhouse kicks anti-abortion advocate at Toronto protest. A roundhouse kick? (laughs) Like that's what caught me off guard on that one. A roundhouse kick. That's like when, remember you ever played fucking Street Fighter when like, Street Fighter, the video game, you know? Hurrican! You go flame! Crack the crack of Kronken! You go fucking, you know, he, he pulled one of those things, you know, when like um, Ryu would like spin around in the air with his L shaped leg? <laughs> Roundhouse kick. A Toronto anti abortion advocate is speaking out after being roundhouse kicked by a male counter-protester at an anti-abortion event in Toronto last weekend. An event? That sounds a little fun for an anti-abortion fucking speech. We're having an event on anti-abortion. Don't eat too much. Come out to our fucking anti-abortion event. There's going to be cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. We're just throwing a little anti-abortion soiree. Come on down. Marie-Claire Bissonette told Global News that she had, sorry, she and 76 other anti-abortion protesters were gathered at the corner of Bloor and Keel last Sunday afternoon to peacefully protest as part of an annual event dubbed Life Chain. 
I'm coming home one of these days. I'm coming home see my woman, who I love so dear. But meanwhile, I gotta work down here. And that's the sound of the men working on the life chain. Yeah, yeah. Now don't you know that you don't abort children? Now that's the sound of the men working on the life chain. The hour-long demonstration, which was set to wrap up around 3 p.m. I'm coming home. 3 p.m. had been placid for the most part. <coughs> for the most part, it was pretty placid. Uh, kind of boring down at the anti-abortion rally. Uh, nobody was, uh, you know, screaming or getting, like, coat hanger abortions for us to scold them for. It was pretty boring, you know. No, no abortions. Slow, slow week for abortions, you know. It was pretty placid, you know. A lot of condoms, a lot of mouth-fucking going on. Pretty placid this week down at the anti-abortion rally. You know, so, um, uh, according to Bessonette, you know, it had been pretty placid. The only other counter-protester present at that time, a woman silently holding up a pro-choice sign. (laughs) How incredible is that, you know? Like... Fuck, I just stumped myself, you know. I just see both sides of the argument so beautifully, you know. It's like, we want things to live. And the other side's like, yeah, but we want to live. But we want the thing inside of you to live. But no, I want to live. Like, I, I can't live this way with a child. I just can't. It's my choice. But we want that thing inside of you to live. But I want to live. It's like... Breaks your heart. But about halfway through the protest, Bissonette said the mood quickly changed. Is there ever a good mood at an abortion event? An abortion rally event. The mood changed, you know? It was just, I don't know, it was kind of like, you know, um, kind of eclectic, jazzy, funky, arty, kind of um, anti-abortion rally. But then all of a sudden it changed. You know, some dark, dark storm clowns came over the abortion uh, sunscape landscape. Shut up. This guy comes up, and I guess he sees what's going on. So he took out three markers and drew on two of our signs. And so, oh. <clears throat> this guy comes up, and guess, and I guess he sees what's going on. And so he took out three markers, and he drew on two of the signs. And so I shouted, Protect your signs, said Bissonette. I guess that gave him the idea to start scribbling on people's backs, so he scribbled on five people's backs. Okay. That's when Bissonette said she pulled out her cell phone and started recording cell phone video. Later posted to YouTube, showed the unidentified man asking a hypothetical question to to Bissonette about whether or not a raped teen should have an abortion. Bissonette could be heard behind the camera saying the teen should keep the child. At that moment, the man is seen winding up, then a roundhouse kicking, then roundhouse kicking Bessonette in the shoulder, sending her phone clattering to the ground. <laughs> clattering. The video has since gone viral online, receiving thousands of views across several social media platforms. <laughs> and I saw the video too, man. You should see this earth child. It's this, like, kind of effeminate dude. He's all dressed up in, well, maybe not so effeminate, you know. He looked like he could throw some fucking weight around. 
throwing Hadoukens left, right, and center. But um, he's dressed in purple. He's got a fucking lilac behind his uh, <laughs> earlobe, you know, trying to look all cute and shit. And he's being all fucking coy and shit. And then um, he asks that question, you know, should a teen be forced to keep a child that um, she conceived while being raped? And the protester says, uh, the anti-abortion protester, Bissonette, says, uh, what does she say? She says, let me look at the... She goes, uh, the teen should keep the child. That's her response. So then Flower Boy um, winds up a fucking roundhouse and just swoops, <laughs> sends her phone clattering to the ground. And uh, I don't know, check out the video. It is pretty funny. I mean... I, that's just the absurdity of life sometimes. It just writes itself. And um, that's also the fucking um, peril of that issue, man. Like, <clears throat> people clashing, banging it out on the street, you know, seemingly normal people. And that's the, that's the peril of um, both those issues, you know. You got an actor in a haunted house Dressing up as a fucking ghost and pretending to rape people. <laughs> I remember back in the day when you went to a haunted house and like the most they did to you to try to scare you was stick your hand in a bowl of spaghetti. Bobbing for apples. That's like the most they would do to try to scare you. Now they're like, you know, fucking ghost rape you. Like, okay, it's absurd. And then, like, the fact that, like, somebody got roundhouse kicked at an abortion, anti-abortion rally. I mean, roundhouse kick. That's such a specific type of a kick, you know? And it's just, <clears throat> you know, and the person doing it, too, was, you know, the, the least likely person. Like, you should see this dude. Check out the video. It went viral. Maybe you've already seen it. So that's just the absurdity of life. And, you know, you got to laugh at these things sometimes. And you got to see the light side of things. Always look on the light, bright side of life. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. This has been an ongoing episode um, to get off the abortion and uh, rape uh, diatribes that have been going on. To get off that for a moment, uh, this has been an ongoing thing in uh, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, if you're new to it. Um, my hairdresser. Wind it up, man. My hairdresser. He's this old Trinidadian dude, man. And he winds it up, man. He's from the island breeze. I got a hairdresser. <clears throat> he's a Trinidadian man like myself. Uh, he's from the motherland. He's from the islands. The island. Whatever it is. I don't know. And... Uh, yeah, he is an oddball. Here's a little backstory on him. He trains canaries. Is that absurd? He trains canaries. He, like, he likes canaries, and he likes them enough that he will get, you know, maybe 10, 20 canaries together, house them, and train them in ways of um, standing, walking, pecking. I don't know what the fuck it takes to train a canary. He does all this, and then he enters them into, like, 
talent shows, like bird talent shows. Like he enters talent, well, the birds enter the talent show, but he trains them to enter, he coaches them into entering the talent show, right? And like, you know, he'd be like, oh, them birds and things, man, they standing up there real proud and they stick their chin out and them birds. And he like imitates birds and shit. Like this man is into the birds. And he like, um, you know, he's got like a googly look to his eye, like one of those fucking googly fucking eyes, you know, real fucking kind of placid looking. I don't know, like just kind of like what's going on behind that window, right? Like what's back there? What's in that brain of yours? He's just a fucking weirdo type of dude. And um, what else can I say about him? Those are basically the things, man. He's training birds and things, and he's cutting hair. He's cutting hair, boy. And he always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. In, in a sense that I saw an ugly, I felt an ugly side to the man. Like, there was something about him that just kind of, there was a darkness to him. It wasn't, like, he was kind of a goofball, like, obviously. But, like... There was kind of a dark side to him, too, which was really kind of, I felt it. Like, I, when I met him, there was something, something about him, just the way he talked, the way he... So anyways, I go for a haircut um, this past Saturday, right? I go for a haircut. And I'm sitting there, and he's talking. You know, everything's hunky-dory, you know? Hey, boy, how are things like that, man? Did you get that new fish? Like I told you, like me and him are both into animals, right? He's got his canary birds and um, I had a frog and that thing passed away, unfortunately. Um, Norris, he passed away. Uh, check out episode six of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. If you want to hear a little bit about Norris, my buddy, the old frog of mine, he passed away. But um, I've been thinking about getting a fish, right? So um, like one of those Siamese fighting fish and... Uh, so my barber, my hairdresser, he goes, um, yeah, did you get that fish yet, boy? I'm like, ah, oh, no, man, I haven't got around to it. And he goes, oh, okay. So everything's hunky-dory. He's doing the haircut, and we're talking like normal. And um, then he goes, yeah, my boss, man, this woman who runs the parlor, the woman that runs the hair parlor, you know, she always be looking at me, boy. You know, she always be saying, my friends can come around, and they be causing trouble, and this and that, and it's just not fair. And I'm like, uh, well, what are your friends doing? Ah, they don't do nothing, man. They just come and they say hi and they have a cup of coffee or whatever. And they, she's saying that they're scaring the customers. They're not scaring the customers, man. They're my friends. They're just standing here talking like, you know, like this, like that. They're not doing nothing, man. They're saying they're scaring the customers. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I've seen some of these dudes, right? Like, he's got all these, like, street friends. These gang-banging fucking thugs fucking drug addict looking fucks just real lousy low down shiftless spineless good for nothings they just like every time i'm getting my hair cut some guy comes in he's like yo well, what's happening yo and uh uh you know, you know it was a lottery ticket in 649 and i was over at tim hortons and like you know those people that just live in those worlds of like scratch tickets tim hortons Big mac sandwiches like they're just their minds are so stupid they're just that's all they think about is like Food and lottery tickets. He's got like those type of people coming around and like talking shit and swearing and like right in front of the customers. Like I'll be getting my haircut. He'll stop in the middle of a haircut, 
to talk to one of these people. Well, hey, how's it going and things and what's going on in this the Lotto 649, 65 million this night. Oh, talking about lottery tickets. So, you know, yeah, the woman who runs the parlor, she's saying my friends are scaring the customers and they can't come around and shit. But I'll tell you this, man. The store got robbed. The store got robbed. And I just cross my hands and I laugh and I say, Habi, blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes I can't really understand him. He just kind of trails off. You know, the store got robbed. And Plus also like the fucking hair trimmers in my ear. Like, things like that, man. The store got robbed. And things like that, man. So, like, so it's not always easy for me to understand what's going on. But like basically his friends came and like are accused of like breaking into the store, the hair parlor, and robbing the joist, casing the joint, joint, right? And I'm like, ah, well, you know, I'm starting to see your boss's point, right? I, I didn't say that, but I'm just like, okay. And, you know, that, that's what I mean. These are like, I noticed it. Like every time I'd come to the hair parlor, the dude's talking to people and yip yapping and yapping. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, well... It kind of rubs me the wrong way too, you know. Like these are people that are obviously afflicted. These are weird type of people, to say the least. Hard type of people, and it's like, I just want to get my hair cut. I don't want to interact with them. Um, you know, some fucking, you know, I don't know, ragamuffin. You know, and. Um, so then, you know, but also, like I say, I think I'm a thinking person. So I try to give him the benefit of the doubt as well. I'm like, well, this is how he perceives things. He sees it as that he's in the right and him and his friends are in the right. And maybe it is a, maybe it is just a simple case of, um, you know, authority and bureaucracy and people telling people what to do because that's what people do. I'm going to tell you what to do because that's my job. And even though it's not, I'm going to take the arbitrary approach to tell you what to do just to let you know that I'm like, you know, that, that's how people are. A lot of people are that way, very dictatorial, very commanding and blah, blah, blah. It's like, so what? The man, you know, if, if people in the neighborhood know him and they want to come and stop by and chat with him, what's the big fucking deal? Isn't that good for business? Perhaps, if these people weren't just drugged out fucking losers, like, wouldn't that be a good thing to bring more, like, attention to the parlor? I don't know, right? But anyways, then he continues, right? Um, this one guy comes in, right? And there's a little girl sitting there. She's reading a book, right? Some chick, I don't know, some little girl. She's waiting to get her hair cut. And um, one of his little street friends comes in, right? And, yeah, man, them things like the Lotto 649 is going to be 65 million next month. And, blah, 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 and Tim Hortons coffee. I'm going, I'm going to go to Tim Hortons and get a coffee, man. And blah, 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 blah. It's like, what are they even talking about? I'm sitting there. I got fucking hair follicles in my eyes. This little girl sitting there kind of watching this whole charade. The guy's, you bullet clot, you bomber clot, this and this. I'm going to scratch ticket, man. I tell that woman, and blah, 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 fuck this man. And be, the next man comes step to me. That blah, blah, blah. It's just going off, right? 
So, you know, me and this little girl, we're just like looking at these two hoodlums, right? We're just like, what? So then um, finally the dude fucks off, right? I'm team, all right, man. Yeah, respect, brother. Yeah, respect, Regin. I'm going to see you next time. He leaves. So then my barber turns to me, my hairdresser. He goes, you see that man there? He murdered his wife. Like, what? He murdered his wife. He did 19 years in prison for murdering his wife, man. And then he proceeds to, like, enact, enact the murder. He murdered his wife. She be tormenting him. And he's just like, like, mimes, mimes, like, stabbing a woman right in front of a fucking 10-year-old child. <laughs> like miming out stabbing a woman and like I kind of laughed a bit like I had to just because like it was absurd as I alluded to before like the absurdity of things sometimes just elicits laughter and that's how we deal with things cathartically but inside my fucking spidey senses were tingling just like all that shit I said his negativity the certain negative cloud he had on him that I felt even though he said a lot of real things, you know, he, he had a very charismatic way of talking, man. How you doing, boy? You're coming for a haircut and things like that, man. And, you know, you got to go get yourself a new pet. You got to go get yourself a new pet and things like that and blah, blah, blah. He had a very, like, charismatic way of talking, but there was a dark cloud over him. And now I'm seeing it as he's miming, enacting, fucking caricaturizing, um, pantomiming a murder, you know. Ha, 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 ha. Like, pretending to stab a woman. And I'm just like, uh... Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think that's cool. It's what, man? The man did his time, didn't he? The man, he did his time. He did 19 years in prison. I'm like, yo, I, I just don't think that's cool. Like, I mean... When you do something like that, when you take a life, in my opinion, that's the end of you. You're gone for life. I don't care what the circumstances. If you're like mentally challenged or if you're on drugs and alcohol or you're just an evil person, whatever the scenario, you're a person that can no longer be trusted in society. That's the bottom line. He goes, well, the man, he did his time, 19 years. I'm like, well, he's still walking around, isn't he? Buying scratch tickets, going to fucking Tim Hortons, isn't he? And I look at the man, my hairdresser, and I go, you know what? You have a family. I know he has a daughter. I know he has um, a wife, a baby mama. I don't know what the fuck it is. He's, you know, he's one of those people that are so unclear about his life. He's married. He's not married. He has a wife. He doesn't have a wife. He has a girlfriend here, a girlfriend there. He's just a fucking idiot sometimes that way. Those type of people that are just like, you've lived this convoluted, cluttered fucking life, right? I don't even know what it is. You know, his wife, his girl, whatever the fuck she is. So he's got a daughter, he's got some sort of a spouse, he's got a mother. And I turn to him and I go like, like, yo, you got family. What if that man did that to one of your family members? Then you see him walking around buying fucking Lotto Max, Lotto 649 tickets and going for Big Mac sandwiches and talking the nonsense bullshit that he does. Like, what, what, would, what would you do then? And then he's just like, well, yeah, there's a thing like that. That's right. And uh, yeah. But like, it was just kind of like, it was almost like, I could tell he didn't really, I don't think he really, I don't think I, I don't think I made an impact 
I think it's, he just thinks the way he thinks. He, he, I think he has a lot of, you know, hatred towards women, obviously. Just some of the shit he said in the past and the stupidity. I mean, I'm not no fucking choir boy, but, like, I'm definitely not a hater and I'm definitely not a fucking murder advocate, you know? So it's like, yo, it's hard for me to swallow this shit, right? So then um, I also say to him, like, didn't any of this strike you as odd? Hanging around a person like that? Like, isn't this strange to you? Like, don't you find this strange? And he, and he goes, Hanging around a killer? I'm like, yeah, hanging around a killer. Doesn't that strike you as strange? Well, there was this one time we was going out for a coffee and um, he was standing there and I saw that he was walking a step ahead of me and I, I stood there and he, stu- and he starts going on about where this man stood or didn't stand and how it struck him as weird. And I'm just like, ah, okay, whatever. So we wind down the haircut. I'm like, yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks for the haircut. Oh, anytime, man. Good to have you. And then it just got me thinking too, like, It was actually the best haircut I ever got. I'm looking at this haircut. I'm like, God damn it. You had to do the fucking best haircut I ever had this day, didn't you? Because usually, like I said, he's, a, he's hitting fucking, he's going like, uh, he's getting like a 75% average on haircuts. Like 75% of the time, it's good. 25% of the time, it's just completely fucked. It goes awry, you know? Like he fucking, he shaves an eyebrow. He fucking gives me a receding hairline. Like he's just... He's all over the fucking place sometimes with his haircuts. And I'm like, yo, um, you had to give me the best haircut you ever gave me on the day when I'm thinking of firing your ass, right? But, like, regardless, I can't go back there. I can't go back to... I can't be around a person like that. Somebody that doesn't have the common sense to not associate with a known murderer. But it also opened up the thought of forgiveness and the other thought of judgment and the other thought of justice because he made his point like in his mind you know like I'm being judgmental because we all don't see the world like everybody else right everybody sees the world uniquely through their own eyes right so I'm seeing the fact that you know when you murderer and you're going around telling people that you've been locked up and convicted as a murderer. Now you're out on the street. And when you live a life of a murderer, like, you fucking made your bed, now sleep in it. Like, how can I ever want to be around a person who killed somebody? Right? But on the other hand, the judgment is, well... Well, the man did his time. He did his time. He was locked up for 19 years. He did his time. And there's a point to that. I mean, the justice system found him guilty and persecuted him to the extent of 19 years. So he did his time. Does that account for anything? Am I being judgmental of a man I don't really know? I don't know the man at all. I just see him... Yeah, bro, yeah, brother, how's it going? I'm going for a coffee. You want a coffee? And blah, blah, blah. I was getting a lottery ticket. And, you know, it's some stupid idiot who comes in every now and then when I'm getting my hair cut. I've seen him around the neighborhood. And it's like, am I being judgmental of a man who served his time? 
for a crime he committed? Heavy questions, right? And is that justice? Is that justice? We say it's justice if he's out on the street. And I'm sure there's more to the backstory. I'm sure there's a lot of little ins and outs that I don't know about. But um, as it sits, that's how I see it. And I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to go get a new barber. Wind it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't go back there in good faith. The guy just uh, rubs me the wrong way. I'm going to pray for him. Dear Lord... There was once a time I met this very talented hairdresser. He was a Trinidadian man, true and true. He was a father, a brother, a son. He wound it up at the little hair parlor, cutting the hair for all the children, for all the men. He was a very, very talented hairdresser, the best hairdresser you ever seen this side of the county. Lord Almighty. But then he was taken away from me, Lord. He was taken away from me, Lord, when I found out that he had friends that were killers and murderers, Lord, and I could not run with that type of ragamuffin. I cannot run or ruck or muck around with them types cast down with the sodomites, Lord. Almighty, help me have the power, the insight, Lord, to know right from wrong, good from bad, and to renounce all evil. In Jah's name we play. In Jah's name we pray. Amen. Keep on rocking in the free world. So, um, yeah, what else is going on here? Um, oh, shit, son. Uh, yeah, the new job's going good. Um, if you guys are... Uh, avid listeners to um, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Um, I just got a new job as a custodial worker. I'm a janitor. See, yeah, that's what I do. I mop up things. So what? What? You wouldn't, like I said earlier in the program, what? You wouldn't kiss a janitor? Huh? What? So yeah, that's my new job. And um, it's blessed. It's blessed, 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 blessed. Like, um, you know, I'm getting the hours. I'm going to be able to get that money to parlay into producing my own shows, my own stand-up comedy shows, uh, my own, uh, yeah, because I just need to get back up on that stage. I've been out for a minute, right? Um, I've been doing a lot of, like, open mics type of, you know, kind of low-level gigs, not in terms of... um, like any gig is great to me. If I if I got a loving audience, then I'm down. But that's the thing. There's not even a, like there's none of that. I mean, when I say there's just bad gigs, not in terms of prestige or whatever. In terms of just the gigs suck. Like you get there, it's just a bunch of comics, a bunch of angry, disgruntled people. Um, people fight tooth and nail for that stage time. It's a lot of um, crab in the bucket mentality. A lot of um, cannibalism of uh, dreams. So it's like, you know, people turning on themselves. So like it was an environment I didn't want to be around. So like that's why I had to go out and, um, you know, get that money to start producing my own shows, right? And um, it's coming along good. Uh, but I had an insight. I had a very uh, insightful thing at the new job. Because um, 
you know, there's a lot of benefits. I get to work out a little bit. Like there's a fitness there's a fitness facility at the job site. So like I'll do push-ups. Sorry, I'll do chin-ups, um, ab exercises, and sometimes I'll use the machines. You know, like there's a there's bench press. Like there's it's a full gym. So like every now and then I'll just go and you know get a quick little workout in while I'm on shift, right? And then we also do this thing where it's like we bust our ass. Well, I didn't really bust our ass, but like, you know, we do our work. And then um, if we're ahead of schedule, we take like a two-hour break while we're still on the clock, right? We're still on the clock and um, we're getting paid. And then we just like, you know, chill for two hours. And I'll go and I'll write jokes. Um, I got my laptop. I write jokes. I work on little projects and stuff. So it's like I'm making use of my time. You know, I'm working out, I'm writing screenplays and shit. Well, not screenplays, but like little things for the podcast, this, that, and the other. I got my ambitions, right? The fire is fucking flaming. And um, I'm doing that. So there's a lot of good. But I came to a realization where it's like, yo, like sometimes in life, you just got to let people go. You just got to let people go when it's just not working. Same thing with this barber, my hairdresser, Lord, forgive him. I had to let him go, right? I'm just like, you know, I can't be around that. He's got to figure out his life and whatever, you know? Same with uh, some of these coworkers, as I mentioned uh, on a couple of episodes ago. Some of my coworkers, they're just a bit anxious. John, 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 over here, John, John. We got to go clean this, mop this, sweep this, John, John, John. They're like, um, this very nice, um, there's like a, you know, she's like a, you know, like a early to li- to mid forty year old Filipino lady. Jan, Jan, over here, Jan, Jan, okay, Jan, we're gonna go, Jan, Jan, Jan. You know, this little this little old Filipino lady. You know, she's like in her early forties, mid forties. And then there's this like elderly. Uh, well, I guess elderly. He's like sixty three. So like, uh, is that an elder? I guess whatever. An older man, older Filipino man. Jan, 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 over here, Jan, 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 Jan. And they're they're both so anxious, right? And um, I came into the job. I mean, I'm coming up on a month working at the job, right? Next week will be a month. And um, I came in there looking to be, like like I always do. I came in trying to be open, trying to meet people, trying to take an interest in my coworkers. Like, I always try to, like, I want to find out when I start a job what my coworkers' needs are. That way I can be... That way I can help serve them, which in turn will make them happy with me. And then it's just a good work environment. If I make the effort to, you know, address some of the needs of my coworkers, then they're going to like me for that. In turn, they'll try to be, you know, kind to me. We take care of each other. Well, um, John, John, over here, John, 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 John. They have a sense of anxiety that I can't cure. There's something going on with them that they're so anxious, they just cannot calm down. Because it's like I said, we, we're speeding up to a red light. Like we take, like, you know, we have the freedom of the job that if we take care of the tasks that we need to take care of, then we have downtime. Right? So... We control the pace in which we work. So what's with all the anxiety? John, 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 did you do that? Like he'll come at me like that sometimes, right? And 
I noticed that, oh, wait, this is, first of all, with the lady, the... Hi, John, 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 okay, John, over here, John, 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 open this over here, John, John, clean this, John, okay, I'm going to meet you, John, 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 okay, John, sweep mom. Her? She just has anxiety. She has some sort of anxiety where she just cannot calm down. We'll go on break. She'll be like, okay, we're going to go for a break now. We're going to go for a break. So I'm on break. I'm like eating a sandwich. I'm fucking looking at shit on my laptop. Looking at, I'm on YouTube watching fucking anti-abortion protests. Fucking roundhouse kick people in the head. I'm, I'm, I'm on YouTube and shit. And um, she's like cleaning out her fucking mop bucket. Rinsing out her mop bucket and reorganizing her little fucking Charlie. I'm like, what's with all this anxiety? Just chill out, right? Why, why make all this like go, 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 go? Like you need to calm down. And then, like, the other dude, he, like, it's a mixture of things. Like, I think, like, number one, he's, like, sleep-deprived. He works two jobs. He's a hard-working man, right? John, I work at Walmart, John, as a greeter, John. So I work at Walmart from uh, uh, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Then I come over here and I do this job. So I'm very, I'm working and working and work. So, like, he works a lot, right? So, like... He's got his mortgage to pay for and whatever, right? And I think a part of his deal is he's sleep-deprived. And also, um, I think fucking years of huffing fucking Mr. Clean and Pine Sol and Ajax. Like, from years of just inhaling cleaning products, because none of them wear masks. I'm the only one who fucking has the... Like, I'm like, I wear a mask when I'm using the chemicals and shit, or if I'm around, like certain things like I use a mask it just makes sense why would you inhale chemical fumes well there they from years of inhaling Mr. Clean from years of inhaling Ajax I've become a little bit loopy in my brain John 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 we gotta go do this John 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 ah that's the stuff John John ah yes yes oh ah yes I'm in cloud nine ah yes inhaling Mr. Clean Mr. Clean Mr. Clean fucking idiot you know he's just fucking sleep deprived and goofed up on fucking cleaning products so he's got like this sense of anxiety about him that again i can't cure you know i i proved to him that i'm a hard worker and i'm ready to you know be there of service his boss our boss the lady who runs the show she's this like a hispanic lady and she comes hola john you're doing a very good job john hola john you're doing very good, John. Hola, John. And uh, thank you very much. You're doing a very good job. Everybody likes you here, John. And uh, do keep doing the good work, John. I'm very happy with you, okay? Okay, John. Thank you very much, John. You're doing very good, okay? Thank you, John. We, we, you're happy. I'm happy. Thank you, John. So, like, our supervisor likes me and thinks I do a good job, and that's cool. So, it's like, doesn't that count for anything when I'm, I'm trying to get to him? Like, yo, like, the supervisor's happy with us. You can calm down. You don't have to be all <laughs> running around like a fucking idiot, right? And um, just to illustrate my point here, I got this metronome. I picked up this metronome earlier uh, last week because, um, I'm, I'm a, like I say, I'm a bass player as a hobbyist. And um, it's good to play in time because it, it works on your rhythm. It creates a sense of timing, obviously. It gets you, lo- it gets you solid in your rhythm. And sometimes psychiatrists use metronomes for to illustrate a count, to keep a time, pacing, um, calmness. 
everything in life comes down to time, right? So this is the pace in which we should be working, in my opinion. This is the pace in which I work. That's a moderate pace. We're working at a moderate pace. Go and do this. Clean that. Sweep that. Dust that. Mop that. We have eight hours to kill. See, I, I see sometimes you rush. Sometimes you rush shit, right? But that's the point. You just go at a moderate pace. You don't work yourself up. Keep a moderate pace. If you work at a moderate pace, things get done. This is the pace they want to work at. John, okay, John, 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 okay, over here, John, we gotta go over to there, John, 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 move this, clean that, John, John, okay, John, uh, John, uh, John, did you mop that, did you move that, John, 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 okay, John, um, we're gonna go to the basketball court and mop the basketball court, then we're going to go to the food court and we're going to spray clean the thing, and then we're going to go to the bathroom and clean the toilet, John, John, uh, did you change the water in your mop pocket, John, John, do you got the garbage bag, John, John, did you take out the garbage, John? What is the point of that? It's needless anxiety, anxiety they create for themselves. We're doing a good job, the management's happy with us. Why are you guys so fucking anxious? I'll talk to them blue in the face, and believe me, that's a long time because I'm a black man. I'll talk to them blue in the face at some people, they just won't get it. So that's what I learned. It's like sometimes you just gotta let people go. Like my barber, like these new co-workers of mine, um, with the barber, I just gotta let him go altogether. And with um, these new coworkers, I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm going to um, just keep it on a professional basis. I'm not gonna try to explain my point of view to them. I'm not gonna try to do anything other than keep up my end of the bargain and work in peace and harmony. The shows are coming. Also, um, like I said, last week I was going to go take some acting courses. I decided, you know what? I'm at a point right now where I want to, to um, connect with people um, independently. I want to meet, like I'm excited to meet different actors and artists to make, maybe make a project. So that's why I was excited to go to acting class. The actual, but the downside or the side that I wasn't excited for was being in class. I really don't want to be in class. I really don't want to be picked apart. I'm at the point. I'm at the point now where I just got to jump out of the nest, and, I, and I've already jumped out of the nest. So it's like, I got to fly, swing or, sink or swim. I don't want anybody meddling with my process. I do what I do. Hallelujah. So I decided to like you know put the kibosh on the classes, try to find a way to get into the community of acting and uh, get a little bit more involved. Maybe go to some more shows. Maybe attend different events. Whatever. Right. And. Um, Something to keep me motivated and looking forward. I booked a photo shoot. Bruh! I booked a professional um, photo shoot just to get some new pictures done, stuff to add to the podcast website, stuff to add to my life. And, um, you know, just keeping, you know, fresh and exuberant and, you know, 
positive. Ain't nothing gonna bring me down. Nobody gonna slow me down. Uh-uh. I got to keep on moving. Thank you, Jesus. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this glorious October 16th, 2018. Tomorrow, marijuana is legal in Canada. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, queries, and qualms. Till next time, God bless, hallelujah, talk to you next time, peace. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.